Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk to Robin Boulanger of the Winnipeg Westman women's basketball team. She was named Canada West Player of the Week this past week in her fifth year with the program as they're off to another fine start to the season. We're also going to hear from Jackson Jeffcoat of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on his re-signing with the team on the podcast. Winnipeg Westman, volleyball teams and basketball teams in full swing and the women's basketball team at the school. Having a great season again after making the Canada West and U Sports Championship games last year, losing in both, but still, that's a great accomplishment. And despite losing some key players to graduation, the Westmen are number four in the country. They have a nine and three record after splitting a pair of games this past weekend against number three Regina. In those games, fifth year guard Robin Belanger was awesome. Pitched in with 13 points in a 76 52 win Friday, then followed up with a six three pointers and 26 points in a nail biting. 79-76 defeat on Saturday. For her efforts, Belanger was named Canada West Top Women's Basketball Player of the Week. And today she stepped out of class, so she could talk about it with me. Absolutely awesome. Um, you know, one of my one of my coaching or like teaching goals, I'm actually in education right now, I really want to be a role model to my Indigenous community. So having such an honor like that, it will go a long way for, you know, displaying that there are Indigenous athletes out there that could take their game to the next level like I have. And this is just like a milestone or a step for me to prove that, right? Did you have fun this weekend? Because when you're playing one of the best teams in Canada, you are one of the best teams in Canada, ranked fourth. You took on the now number three ranked Regina Cougars and got the weekend split. Are those games just more fun because there's so much on the line? Yeah, yeah, they are so much fun, actually. I, I really, some people are like, they may not. They may not like the you know the competitiveness or the closeness of a game. I know my family was sitting on the edge of their seat, but I actually like that adrenaline. It gives me more confidence. It makes me feel more in groove with the game. So that's why I I always have fun whenever it's a close game like that. You made six threes in the the last Saturday. When you're shooting from beyond the arc, and for those who don't know, you you've made more threes this year than anyone else in the Canada West Conference. When do you, where do you get the confidence from? Because sometimes they don't go in, but you keep shooting and, and then they start falling. Yeah, so I think with, with confidence, it comes from, you know, the work that you put in on the court. Like confidence is, is built when you're, you're putting in the extra work off of practice, off of whatever you're required to do. So for me, I just, we have a shooting machine at, the, at our gym. So whenever I have an opportunity, I can just put up, you know, thousands of shots and, and you know, I get in that groove, I get in that, that confidence when I can feel it going in. And I just, I, whenever it comes off my hand, I know it's going in. So I've been calling Westman games your whole career at the school. And that's always been a big part of your game has been the three point shot. At, when in your basketball career, did you really key in on three pointers as, as a big part of your game? Um, I think uh, from an early age, I, I was always considered a shooter. Uh, I may not have been the, the fastest defender, the fastest uh, person on the court, but I was definitely very smart with, with my shots selection in, in uh, you know, at a very early age once high school came and I started playing more competitively. It required a little bit more of a, a decision-making aspect, so knowing when to take a good shot. And, yeah, I don't know. I just Even coming out of high school, I've always been known to be a three-point shooter, but um, going into my first, second, third year, I was I wanted to be more known from just three points, um, you know, working on my defense, working on steals and assists. So I'm trying to get a little mix of everything, but obviously 
the three-point shot was always going to be there. So I'm lucky enough to be where I am today. So this is your final year as a, a Winnipeg Westman. Going into this season, coming out of what was an incredible year last year where you make the national final, what were your expectations for the team and yourself this year? Uh, yeah, so so obviously last year we had a, a great success. Uh, coming second in Canada was amazing. It was an awesome experience. Uh, at that point, um, I knew that I had a different role than I do you know, today in this season. Uh, last year I was more of a, a role player. I was a uh, playmaking. I had to find, you know, the top players in the country that we had at the time. And, you know, that was my role. And taking the three-point shot definitely was my role as well. So I was always ready for that role. But this year, I, I kind of told myself at the beginning of the year that, you know, if I want to go play professional basketball, which, you know, is in the next step of my career, I need to, you know, step up my game. I need to look to score. I need to be a little bit more selfish. And I feel like I am doing that right now. And I feel very confident and moving forward in the rest of the season and we're definitely going to make it to you know the playoffs and and hopefully the national championship again how different is the does this year's team feel though with the the graduation of keelan filowich and faith hezekiah uh definitely more guard play and i think that's what's helped me a lot is you know i i uh because we're, we're very guard heavy, we, we move the ball way more and we're faster. And I think that's the pace we needed to play at for me to, you know, be able to find my shots. And, you know, we got, we got some players in that can, can really ball. Like for example, Rizel, um, Rizel, I actually played with in high school and we were always known that, Oh, like Rizal Robin, like very good point guards can play very good together. And I was really appreciative for her to come in and, you know, she finds me a lot. Anna finds me a lot. Kiana finds me a lot. And, you know, we all just have a good groove and we, we know how to find each other. And I think that's what what's making us have our success right now, right? So we're playing, I wouldn't say more as a team we did last year, but it's very guard heavy and, and fast, fast-paced game style. How do you describe the feeling when you watch Keanu Giles just bully her way to the basket? Oh my God, I love it. I already know as soon as she's, you know, up the court, as soon as she turns that corner, she's gone, she's going to the hoop. And, you know, I put myself in a position where I'm ready to back her up in any 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 way so you're the third sister to go to the university of westman after skyler and raven did did you feel any pressure being the the youngest one bringing up the rear as a member of this basketball family going to the university of winnipeg uh not really i wouldn't say pressure i was kind of more more excitement you know always competitive with my sisters i always wanted to you know do the i wouldn't say the better the better thing but you know, I was very excited to see where my sisters went at, and I always wanted to, you know, achieve what they achieved and, and you know, had goals to maybe do more, and I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I have this support 100%, and they're my biggest fans, and they're the reason why I, I am where I'm at today. Like, watching them growing up is, is why I love the sport so much. Now, they're taller, so were you able to beat them in one-on-one or no? Uh, it was it's funny because we're a perfect... Uh, three-on-three duo, I would say. You got me as the guard, my sister, Raven's the shooting guard, and then I got my older sister, who I actually got to play a year with. Um, she's a post. She got all the height, so I, I question why she got all the height, and I'm short, but you know what? I think it's it, that's what makes us unique, is we're all uh, unique in our own way when it comes to basketball. But uh, coming one-on-one, um, I always won. I always won. Yeah, the handles? Yeah, handles, handles to the hoop all the time. <laughs> So yeah. looking at uh, a life away from the court, you mentioned in education. Why was that important for you to, to go into that field? 
Um, I think just because, you know, my personality, I, I, I felt like I wanted to do a career where I can help people. And, and I feel like the best place where people get help is, is in schools. And, you know, obviously across Canada, the high, there's a high population of Indigenous peoples. And we do not have enough Indigenous teachers in the education system to, you know, be there for those Indigenous students and have a, a success rate in schools because obviously there's there's uh, very low rates of graduations, especially in Manitoba, where, you know, Indigenous students aren't succeeding and aren't aren't completing high school, aren't completing middle school or anything like that. So I kind of just wanted to make a difference in that way and, and, you know, be able to have someone who identifies as Indigenous in a school can go a long way for those students and, you know, show them that they can they can complete school. And it's a huge thing. For sure. And in that same vein, how much pride do you take in being an Indigenous athlete succeeding in the Canada West Conference? So much. I, I take so much pride and I'm lucky enough that, you know, I got to where I am right now and with all my successes. And I, I just hope I just hope that I'm able to display that, you know, Indigenous athletes can can play, you know, especially hockey, basketball, all sports, volleyball, baseball. There's so many Indigenous athletes out there and, and they do deserve to play at a, a high level. Right. So. I just hope that I'm able to portray that message and, you know, also encourage other uh, Canada West or even youth sport coaches to, you know, pursue looking for Indigenous athletes so we can get more of a representation in the conferences. Well, Robin, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, busy day today to talk to me. Thanks for this and best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Thank you. Uh, It's Winnipeg Westman women's basketball player, Robin Boulanger, joining us here in the uh, Canada West Women's Basketball Player of the Week this past week. Also want to shout out Katrina Bentley, Manitoba Bison's Women's Volleyball Player, named the Canada West Volleyball Player of the Week this week as well. Jackson Jeffcoat back for another year in blue and gold. The team announced on Monday. Yesterday, he topped on a Zoom call with Winnipeg reporters, and you're going to hear those Thoughts today. The 32-year-old from Dallas, Texas, will be playing his sixth season with the Blue Bombers. And did he think at all about testing the free agent market? No, not necessarily. Not this time. I feel like uh, there's still things I needed to do with Winnipeg and uh, that I wanted to get done as a bomber. And so it didn't really... Uh, it didn't really cross my mind this year. I really wanted to come back and play with a group of guys that I feel like we could have won a great cup together, another one. Um, and that's a big goal. And another big goal for him, he said, was to stay healthier. He's missed some time the last few years. Not a ton of time, but he's played 12 games each of the last four years. So how do you stay healthier? Really, I get. I feel like it's just a little bit of rotten luck at times. Uh, football is a tough sport. The way I play is physical, and so it, it it's going to take some some talking with Alcator and and myself and my trainers and PT here in uh, in Austin, just figuring out the best way to stay on the field and help my team as long as possible. So, why did he want to come back to Winnipeg? Uh, one biggest thing is that I know what I have here in Winnipeg. I know what I have with the guys. Uh, I know what I have in Coach O'Shea, Richie Hall, Daryl Patterson. Um, 
I, I I'm familiar with the organization. Uh, there's a lot of things that they've done that have been beneficial in my career as far as playing and being able to be as competitive as possible. And I really, I really wanted that championship last year. Uh, bad. And so it's let the rotten taste in my mouth. And I feel like there's no better place to get, to get that out of my mouth than to come back to Winnipeg. On the topic of that rotten taste, has he watched the Grey Cup game? I embraced it. I uh, I watched it. I think I watched it twice. Um, and realized that the, it is what it is. It There's no changing that game. The We lost the game, and I can't go back and change anything about it. But I can change things going forward and moving on so that's the biggest thing for me i've been working on looking ahead instead of looking back and that's what happens that's how you get beat twice by looking back and being like oh well this this that it's like no it's a new year new off season new training look at it that way it's a great perspective great attitude to have for jackson jeffcoat mentioned that he Missed a few games this past year. Six regular season games he missed. Still had four sacks, 20 tackles, and a pick, along with the forced fumble and fumble recovery. How would he describe his 2022? I think it just wasn't up to my expectations and whatnot up to the amount of training that I put into it. Uh, I kind of started off uh, even going into camp, not the way I wanted to go. And so dealing with injury was hard. I even came into camp dealing with injury and whatnot. And I just kept snowball from there and so i don't know i i I would say that i it wasn't obviously wasn't one of my best seasons um and i think if if i if i can get the camp healthy stay healthy through camp healthy through the first game i think i got a good system in play that i've already been developing with my uh my trainer here in in austin that will uh, allow me to stay on the field and be at my best the whole season. So last year, was it just an injury going into training camp that set him back and he couldn't quite get over that? I, I had personal issues with family oh, okay. that I was dealing with, but uh, uh, we you have to squash that when you come in. Uh, I don't know how much that played into it, yeah. but uh, I did have some family uh, things that I had to deal with along with trying to still do real estate and getting used to doing that while I was uh, in season. So there's a lot, and I think a, a lot of us juggle stuff, so that's not, I don't think that's substantial enough to say that that's what happened. Hmm. Yeah, you know, we often forget you guys have all the same problems and challenges and distractions that, that we have. We just expect you to come here and play football. So that 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 can play a role, can't it? It can. It definitely can. But again, we might have other jobs, but this is this is our job as well. And when, when we come into the building, they expect us to handle our job like professionals. Yeah. So, like I said, like I don't think those were substantial enough to be something that really got me out of my play. I think that uh, there's little tweaks here and there that I could do. Maybe probably doing too much as far as uh, some of the things I was doing in the off season. I was trying to do them during the season, so I think that that could have also hurt me. 
So maybe trying to just focus more on football and and that could make a difference for him going into 2023. Now, has he made any adjustments to his training to try and stay healthier? I'm still with the same trainer. He's done me well. He was my trainer in 2021. And uh, he did. he's done great. And he adjusts. He always gets better each year. So staying with him, uh, same PT. He does a great job. And uh, I have a good team down here. And I feel like that's going to – they're going to help me be as – good as possible coming into the season and I think you guys will be able to see the difference now he mentioned the impact of familiarity with the coaching staff Mike O'Shea Richie Hall Daryl Patterson the D-line coach we don't get to hear a lot from Mr. Patterson though through the course of the year and how has his coaching impacted Jackson Jeffcoat DP has really helped with like uh, with me focusing on my uh, on my one techniques, but like focusing on my impact as a whole on on my teammates as far as in the room and being more more of a, a vocal leader with the guys, which you guys don't see very often because I don't really feel like I don't like to be the vocal guy i'd rather be like lead by example just watch what i do that's what we do but i'll pull a guy aside here and there and and chat with him one-on-one i'm more of like chat with the guy one-on-one instead of like calling him out and in front of the team or anything like that that's just never been my style because i never liked that i was always liable to to fight back if you you tried to i'd feel like as if you were trying to embarrass me so I try to make sure that I do do the same because that's how I I'd rather be approached. So he's he's helped me with as far as being a better leader and, and the best approaches to come to, to people. But he also he's been very understanding. And I think he's he's shown his leadership as he understands every single one of us as a D lineman. He understands what makes us tick. He understands what motivates us. He understands what what he shouldn't and what he should say. And he just does a good job with that. The impact of Daryl Patterson. And more on how familiarity influences his decision to return. Well, one thing I want to put in, and you know, I don't negotiate, is that I would love to have my brother Casey Sales back with me. Uh, it's great because I know how he plays. He knows how I play. Having Big Hill behind me, I know. He knows how I play. I know how he plays. Uh, Kyrie signed back too as well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, having Kyrie back, back there again, we know how each other plays. You, we know how each other plays, so we know that, okay, I know Kyrie's going to make this play. I know Biggie's going to make this play. I know Will's going to make this play. So all I have to do is handle that. And that's important because we don't have to play outside of ourselves or you don't have to try to do it all. You know that you've got guys that can – that will handle their jobs or do their jobs and you just focus on yours. Now, why the one year deal? I think being an older guy, I think one year contracts are, are, are perfect for me. Uh, I don't want to keep, I don't want to sign a three year contract and decide "Mm, I want to go into commercial real estate and dip out on my team 
within while that contract's going on. Uh, so until I'm until I'm done playing, I think I'm going to always sign a one-year contract. How many more one-year contracts do you think you got in you? Or is that uh, something <laughs> that changes all the time? Changes a lot. But uh, as I told my friends and other people, I'm year to year. I evaluate each year, um, see how my body feels, see how my mind feels. I don't think my mind will ever get sick of playing football. But I, I got to think, I got to protect my body. Because one day I do want to have kids. I want to be able to play with them. I don't want to be hurting whenever I'm I'm playing with kids and running around and, and being physical. I want to be able to do those things after. I don't want to be always in pain. And so with that being said, I um again, I'm one, I'm year to year. Each year I reevaluate and see if I want to come back and play again. Very good insight from uh, Jackson Jeffco just on life as a an aging football player. I say aging; he's thirty two, but you know he's been playing for a while now. And a couple more thoughts before we go. Uh, his thoughts on Nathan Rourke getting an NFL contract no longer has to try to tackle the dynamic quarterback. I'm not surprised. Nathan Rourke is a hell of a player. Um, uh, very impressed with him. Uh, and the way he led his team. And I don't really speak highly of quarterbacks that often. Uh, so I uh, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy watching the guy play. He throws a good ball. He's a good player. I wish him the best in the NFL. Uh, uh, he's, he's a talent. And he's going to a tough situation, but he must be going to a tough – he must know something that other people don't know, that uh, – yeah, so I think it would be good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for anybody that gets to go and play in the NFL. Uh, I wish the CFL could give out the contracts that the NFL does. But, again, I've been there, done that. I love playing in the CFL. I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It's um, We get to get paid to, to do something we love. So it's, it's, it's always fun for me. Yeah, it would be sick if there was more money, but that's just the way it is. It's not as much. And what about this offseason for him? Has he been changing it up because he mentioned he was really busy, maybe too busy during the season last year? No, I'm probably doing less of real estate. I've just been doing my continued education just to renew my license. we got to renew it every two years. And this first renewal is the worst. So many class hours. So mm. it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But other than that, um, no, I'm not doing anything new not not planning on taking any trips other than maybe paris because my buddy I just got paris. <laughs> yeah i've never been well i mean compared to where i would normally go it's it's pretty close flight um where do you yeah, my buddy well i would go to like brazil or i went to china i went to japan uh i go farther i love traveling uh, you asking them, my teammates, at least that 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 have had good conversations with me. I I love traveling. I love to see the world. I love to see see different places. I mean, I uh, I have Brazilian family, so they've always wanted me to go down there, and uh, wanted me to learn Portuguese. And actually, in college, I took a elective class in Portuguese because I thought it'd be fun. And it was actually really easy just because 
I had already taken like four semesters of Spanish. Like that's the language that I think I'm the most comfortable with Spanish, mm -hmm. but I can communicate in Portuguese too. Great stuff from Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Defensive end Jackson Jeffco locked up on a one-year extension. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your this.